0: Like Father Beadle said, my name is Deacon Robert Healy. I'm from the Diocese of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm in my final year at the seminary in Mount Washington. Someone has risen from the dead. Do we repent? Are we repentant? The context of this parable is immediately after, well, not immediately after, last week's gospel. There's a little couple verses. Last week's gospel ended with our Lord saying these very sobering words, you cannot serve both God and mammon. Remember that. And in the little interval between last week's gospel and this week's gospel, the first thing we are told is that the Pharisees who were there scoffed at our Lord and mocked him and derided him for saying this. And the Holy Spirit tells us through the evangelist that it was because they were covetous and because they, were, they had their hearts set And the things of this world, in the things of this world, rooted here, they scoffed and they mocked our Lord. And it is in response to their scoffing and their mocking that he tells this parable today. That's That's the context. We have it from the mouth of our Lord that there is a hell and that people go there. We shouldn't be afraid of this truth. It's not a bad thing to know that there is a hell. It's a worse thing to pretend we don't, and not to prepare, and not to be aware. A hundred years ago, when Our Lady appeared in Fatima, she told the children of Fatima, most people who go to hell go there because of sins of the flesh sins of the flesh gluttony drunkenness lust intemperance trying to be having to be too comfortable all the time having to have everything our way physically and the sins of the flesh are not as severe they're not as big if you will as the great big sins of the heart and of the mind like pride and envy and hatred and wrath The sins that cause people to murder and to do wicked, evil things. The sins of the flesh are just those sins that come from our pampering ourselves, our having to have everything nice and comfortable and pleasurable. And the warning that our Lord is giving us, just to start off with in our gospel here today, is that the rich man in this gospel has made his way there for a reason, not just because he was assigned there, but because of the way he is living with his material goods. Don't get me wrong. God wants us to be happy. And he made this world, and he made it good, and he made these things to be pleasurable. When he gave us our senses, He gave them to us so that we would take delight in what we see. So that we would hear good, beautiful, harmonious sounds. So that we would be pleased by the taste, by touch, by smell, a a delicious fragrance. That we would take pleasure in these things, and this is good. And he made us to have desires that are wholesome. Desire... To eat, we call it hunger. If we didn't eat, we would die. So naturally, God made us to desire to eat and to desire to drink, to thirst, so that we would eat and we would drink and we would be nourished and be able to continue to live. And he made so many of our actions and so many things pleasurable because he wants us to, to take pleasure in them. But one of the things that the church has taught throughout its history is that we should always allow pleasure to come after and not seek pleasure itself. If I eat a hamburger because I'm hungry, it should produce pleasure and I should enjoy it. But if I eat a hamburger because I want the pleasure of eating one. You see, it's disordered. Disordered because it's ordered not to make me pleasurable, not giving me great, warm, wonderful feelings. It's ordered for the nourishment of my body, and the pleasure is something the Lord gives as a, just as a bonus. You see, what happens, though, with the things that we own, with the things that we have, with the things that we use, is we can often invert, pervert the order, such that we are seeking something good for the pleasure we're going to get out of it, rather than seeking something good because it's good, and receiving the pleasure from it that comes in consequence. And the application of this to the gospel today is that the rich man dresses in the finest clothes and feasts sumptuously every day, and he's so intoxicated by his wealth and his glory and his wonderful life, he cannot even see the poor beggar dying of starvation at his door. He can't even see him. He's blinded. As our Lord says at another time in the gospel, the lures of riches and the cares of this world have grown up like thorns and choked the seed, choked the word of God, and it bears no fruit. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to take this seriously. We have to take it seriously today and every day to say, How am I using? the things that I have? How am I glorifying God? How am I taking care of others? If I see my purpose here in life as making myself as happy as I can, training every drop of joy and contentment and pleasure and enjoyment out of this life, where will I wind up with an eternity of only myself? At that moment... When the veil is dropped and I can see that the only thing that will make me happy is not me and not the things of this world, but God. Brothers and sisters, think about everything that we've been given not as something that we are to utilize for ourselves, to enjoy for ourselves, but something we've been given for a reason, for a purpose, for the care of others, for the love of God, and the love of God through loving our neighbor. And if I, sitting at my dinner table, feasting sumptuously in the best clothes, can have a moment where I see the poor beggar at my door dying, and I can have... Compassion on his suffering, that's a moment of repentance. That's a moment where he who has risen from the dead to prove that he knows what he's talking about can cause me to be persuaded. It's all about being persuaded to repent. This gospel is not about don't go to hell. It's don't waste everything, even eternity, because of the simple desires of the flesh. May God bless you all.